Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Isaac. This is the number one Gundam podcast where we talk about everything from the models to the anime series, the movies, the novels, and even the live action movie and anything really involving Gundam. Isn't that right, Brian? That is right. And maybe nothing would epitomize that like today. What are we talking about today, Isaac? It's another hypothetical episode. So just get ready, listeners. We're talking about what if there was a Gundam theme park? Brian, you've just been contacted by Sunrise, and they've given you a, essentially a, a blank check, an unlimited budget, to create a Gundam theme park, Brian. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I feel excited. I'm glad that the check is blank, because I think this park is going to cost about $10 billion. <laughs> Probably. And let me just start off by saying, this, this park parentheses s parks it may be based in the united states and japan or just japan but either way you're the master designer brian i'm I'm co-master designer we need to lay down the groundwork as far as what would we want in a gundam theme park all right well you and i have grown up living fairly close to disneyland and that's right and so i think when we think of theme parks i think disney is probably the template that we have in our minds so how did you yeah. how did you go about filling out your park? I thought of we need some Ooh. sort of castle centerpiece. We need rides. Oh, wow. We need food. We need roaming characters. We need attractions that are not necessarily rides, right? Not everyone wants to go on rides. And then we need like live shows, parades. Yeah. And then yeah. we need some we need some <laughs> unique merchandise. Yes. Yes. Yes to everything. You pretty much hit like almost all my categories <laughs> on the way down. I didn't. We might have gone about this different ways. I didn't so much say like, oh, what 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 I would map it out as? What would Gundam Land be mapped out as? But instead, I said, okay, you know what? It should have this. It should have this, and it should have this. So I kind of developed a list of stuff. I thought, well, if in our world someone snapped their fingers and tomorrow there was a Gundam Land, I would walk in and want slash expect these things to happen or be there that I wrote down. That's kind of how I did it too. Okay, so which, cool. which of those categories would you like to start with? <laughs> I started off with sort of addressing that this is going to be very much like Disneyland in a way that it's demographically it's marketed for kids and adults. Okay. There's some theme parks, um, at least here in Southern California where it's really mainly for, you know, teenagers and up, right? Like six flags, um, right. even Knott's Berry Farm to an extent, right? So a lot of those roller coasters, they're not, I wouldn't say they're not for kids, but I would imagine teenagers and above gets more enjoyment out of most of the attractions at that park. But Disneyland, ooh, Disneyland, everybody wins at Disneyland, right? Kids, <laughs> kids, adults, even the elderly, you know, they've got like some of the old timey stuff there at Disneyland, like, I don't know, the barbershop quartet. <laughs> I'm sure grandpa and grandma just love that barbershop quartet <laughs> each time they go. <laughs> that but, the Abe Lincoln show. Yeah, but so to kick things off, I said there should be almost like, I called it the Haro section. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had a vision in my head of like Haro spinning cars or bumper cars or some type of kid-friendly Haro-themed ride because in Gundam, Haro is very much like their... He's kind of the constant stuffed animal, maybe the most kid-friendly thing in a show about, you know, war and 
World War II in space with giant robots. So I thought maybe there'd be almost like a, a sub little park within the park that's um, either a horror themed land or almost an SD Gundam type land where there'd be, you know, attractions that are in those proportions and, you know, live meet and greet with the SD Gundams. And the kids would really like it because, you know, everything's very chippy and colorful and, you know, none of the rides are really threatening or over the top. How about you? Yeah, I had horror on my list as well. And I think what, what I came up with horror was instead of the teacups, we could have spinning haros. And what I would like, <laughs> what I like about the haro idea for the teacups is, you know what sucks about the teacups is when you go, it's hot as balls outside, and there's no covering on your teacup. Well, if you had yeah. a haro and you could sit inside the haro, and you could, if you picture like the top half of haro would be the, the, the covering, and then you right. could enjoy the teacups and not be hot, you know. And then the haro comes in all different colors, and that works with the teacups. You could have different color haros that are that are spinning. Oh, that's um, pretty great. I'll add a little bit more seasoning to that idea. Um, haro's famous for flapping his wings, right, and getting a, a <laughs> yes. few inches or feet off the ground. Why can't we do that on the right? You know, oh, it'll yeah. start it'll start flapping. You'll get a little bit height out of it. You know, that <laughs> way you know it's it's not the teacups or the tilt a whirl or whatever. Yeah, the we're already, we're already evolving. Yeah, the faster you spin, the more he like he raises up or something. Yeah, and of course he says haro 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 haro. Could you imagine though, like if there was I don't know twelve teacups at a time going and they were all yelling haro at the same time? Okay, we could mitigate that idea though because. As you said, you're sort of sitting inside Haro, right? Yeah. So the speakers are only inside. So oh, you're okay. you're getting that experience. You know, the poor people walking <laughs> by, the poor parents waiting for their kids to finish the ride. They're not being deafened by like a chorus of like 40 <laughs> Haro. <laughs> you mean you don't want to share in that Haro experience? <laughs> you know what? As one of the co-masterminds of this theme park, I have to say that <laughs> we're building this for the kids, but I don't necessarily want to enjoy <laughs> all the attractions that are there for the kids. <laughs> and then I totally agree on the like the SD Gundams. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the roaming character category, like obviously you could have human characters dressed up as their, you know, human counterparts. So sure. Shah Asimov, Amro Ray, Bright Noah, you get all your mainstays, Ron Baral, the Zobbies. Yeah. But then it would be hilarious to see, you know, SD Gundams in the sort of high quality Disney slash not style costumes. I don't know how to describe them. They're like big and soft and, you know, like picture yeah. like Mickey or Pluto or whatever walking around. But it's a it's an SD Gundam, which would be hilarious. And they could like sign autographs, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be great. They could do little, I don't know, slapstick shows for the kids. Some type of Zako Zako hour song they sing or I don't know. Gundam saves the day to get a cat out of a tree. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I had the same idea about the slapstick. So, you know, one thing that's really yeah. popular at Disneyland, especially for uh, families, is sort of the live shows where they take place in like a theater yeah. or an auditorium or something like that. Because, you know, it gets pretty hot sometimes both here in California and in Florida. Um, so sometimes yeah. it's a good way for families to kind of get out of the heat for a bit. It's um, good to know. sit. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's good to sit at a park where you are <laughs> you pretty much have to walk unless you're, you know, in a rascal. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. So one thing they could do is take you know take those same roaming uh, SD Gundam characters and have them do a, a half hour comedy show uh, that that's in the style of the old SD Gundam uh, cartoons. You know that's very slapsticky. And then you you know because they don't their mouths won't move in the costumes, they could have uh, voice actors doing the lines you know separately. Maybe bring over some of that uh, that karaoke spirit from Japan, and it's a it's a live action musical or something for the kids. Lots of options. Yeah. 
pretty yeah, much like the would, Frozen at California Adventure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it would give a good opportunity to sort of not make fun of the series, but, you know, poke fun where appropriate. You know, the whoever plays the Shar, Zaku, you know, he, yeah. he could he could move really fast, like versus all the other characters or he could be on roller skates or something. It'd be a good opportunity to get some adult humor in that maybe the only the adult fans of Gundam would understand. Um, yeah. You know, kind of kind of like Disney movies. So there's some opportunity there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, aside from that, I imagine just kitty coasters in that area. Maybe like a kitty Ferris wheel with big Zaku helmets. <laughs> <laughs> all kitty theme parks are kind of the same, right? The rides are all kind of slow and moving and colorful and friendly. So that's pretty much what it has to be. Yeah, you basically want the Gundam version of Toontown. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. What's on your list as a number two, Brian? I mean, I have a lot of different rides on my list, but why don't we talk about the the castle? So all Disney theme parks, they have a centrally located castle, and they look different depending on your location. So the one in Florida is really big. The one in... um, you know, Anaheim is the original one. The new one in in Shanghai is very Chinese influenced. Sure, they're they're, di- they're different around the world. Yeah. So, what would your version of a central sort of Gundam thing be? I I came up with a Gundam courtyard where there's just several because this is a blank check. I'm gonna say there's several yeah. life sized main Gundams in sort of diorama like, you know, like diorama poses, maybe oh, okay. on pedestals or something. Maybe in the center, maybe the, the RX-78 is on the biggest pedestal among all the rest. And you could have the other main Gundams from the other series all there too. You know, Unicorn, uh, Turn A, Strike Freedom. Uh, you know, you, oh. could, you could go down the list. Obviously, it'd be very expensive given that these things are, yeah. they take a long time to build and, and, and whatnot. Um, Interesting. That's kind of like a uh, almost a Plaza of Heroes, Monument of, of Gundam Heroes or something like that, right? Yeah, sort of like yeah. That? That's yeah, kind of what I was thinking, yeah. Okay, Interesting. Well, I mean, yeah. you said castle, so what popped into my head was, well, the Zabi Palace. But I'm oh. <laughs> that would give, that would sort of give negative implications, <laughs> I think. In right? this I mean, theme the, park, you know, got Zion yeah, One. <laughs> yeah, the kids might be like, oh, this is you know, oh, what a cool, fun castle. It's all sci-fi, but I don't know. The more knowledgeable fans might be, oh boy, <laughs> uh, this has unfortunate implications, like you said. What else popped in my head was maybe. Um, a colony sticking out of the ground or something <laughs> or uh yeah just the towering gundam statue itself but i i didn't envision my park having a castle not because it doesn't need a, a central area but just because i couldn't think of something iconic that would go in the center of a park i have something similar that moves but we'll get to that later i just imagined that it would have like a maybe a central nexus that can direct you into different areas you know the food area etc rides so what are some of your rides Ooh, oh boy (laughs) let me just say this i didn't go too in depth about like you know different roller coasters or gundam coasters not to discount roller coaster engineering or anything like that but we all know what roller coasters are a gundam roller coaster would be you know in gundam colors or whatever and blah 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 but i thought a really awesome ride would be almost a a VR experience. You're in. You're, you have your VR headset. You're put in like a cockpit that's very similar to maybe some type of military training cockpit in a way. It's designed to rotate and roll and all that. And you're, you know, you're suited up. You get in there, and maybe you're thrown into like a cooperative team or one v one type combat. And you know, you just go at it. You have little joysticks. 
and it's just a fun, you know, moving type VR experience. I think that's something that we're clearly heading towards technologically speaking, and it would be very much in the way of literally giving a lot of fans a Gundam cockpit experience without actually putting them in a mobile suit. Yeah, I agree. This was on my list of things that the park had to have. Uh, uh-huh. was basically some sort of like VR mobile suit simulator. Oh, okay. um, it was also the last ride that I came up with because I wasn't, I filled out <laughs> all the roller coasters and I was like, yeah, but I still really want like, like a roller coaster is exciting, yeah. but it doesn't satisfy that yes. I'm in a mobile suit. Right. Yeah. And if you come to Gundam land, you need to be able to pilot a Gundam. Right. Yeah. Ooh, so okay. in my simulator, I was thinking you could either make it like the battle of Solomon or the, the Jabro in, invasion. And what would be fun is if it was a shared VR experience. So maybe there's like a 50-person battle. So maybe they have like 50 of these cockpits set up. And maybe instead of all starting at the same time, maybe it's just timed. And you you do your 10 minutes, and then you get out of your 5 minutes, and then you get out. Now, that could be complicated. That would basically be creating an entirely new video game just for this park, which maybe that would be what you'd have to do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And like you said you would need like a pretty cool cockpit setup. I'm picturing a bunch of the Sazabi, uh, the Sazabi cockpits that are the little balls that like detach. Yeah. So the spheres, right? So if they had like, you know, 50 of those set up and you, you went into your sphere and then it closed. Well, you know, however many, however many you can get on. on Okay. Well, I forgot we have a limited budget. Continue, sir. You know, blank check. You said blank check. Um, You got me. And then, but then I was wondering, like, how, you would need a lot of haptic feedback, right? Like, you would need to have the feeling of flying forward or backward or walking forward, walking backward. And then do you think, because, again, this attraction, because it's, you know, marketed to everybody, would a space battle be too disorienting? Would you have to make it a ground battle? I think you might. You know what? I almost didn't reach that point because... I sort of stopped myself short. I sort of said, okay, they had the VR experience. They're in the cockpit. Is this essentially going to become a limited rail shooter? Like, they're not going to be in this cockpit for 30 minutes. Um, They're going to get an experience out of it. It's going to be like a roller coaster. Maybe under five minutes tops, probably less. If you put them on sort of a rails-type shooter and they're really just more looking around, shooting, and have limited control as far as where they're actually moving... I think it's much more easier to manage. And as far as team-wise, or if they're fighting each other, it's one squadron versus another squadron, or just 1v1. Depending on the scale of the battle, like a Bawaku, you could tell people they're in you know, five-man teams versus another yeah. five-man team, but they're, they're really only going to be seeing like, you know, one enemy player. Right. Uh, so I thought that's kind of a way to sidestep it and say, well, you, got, you, you were in a cockpit, you got the whole experience. You couldn't exactly fly rings around Saturn if you wanted to in the time you had, but, um, you know, you were in the battle and you got to watch it. Yeah. However they do it, you would need some sort of mobile suit simulator where you sit in a cockpit. I didn't really answer your question. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) I, I definitely agree though that, yeah, uh, if we, if we go on land, you completely eliminate like the massive freedom and massive, work that would be required in programming how exactly they're moving through space and the collision that would be involved with that etc so yes being on ground might be much better i think yeah Yeah. okay so some of my other rides i took maybe the more famous rides from disneyland and i tried to replace them with a gundam equivalent (laughs) so one of my big ones is 
because it's going to come back later, is the Matterhorn. So for those who are not aware, uh, the Matterhorn is this big mountain. It's a real mountain in the real world in Switzerland, (laughs) I think. Is it Switzerland? You're right. Yeah. It's in Switzerland, but there is sort of this very mini replica at Disneyland. And I assume there's one in Disney World, too. But uh, it sits relatively in the center of the park, a little off center. And it has a very distinct shape. And so you can see it sort of as you drive up to Disneyland. So you, that's kind of how you know, like, you're getting pretty close. You can see the Matterhorn. So I feel like Gundam Land would need something similar. So I was thinking it could be Axis. And uh, wow. Axis, Axis has a distinct shape as well. And if you do that, you could have a, a coaster that goes inside and outside of Axis. And you could have the, the new Gundam and the uh, Sazabi, you know, locked in battle on top of Axis somewhere. Um, which would be a pretty cool visual if you're, you know, just attending the park all day. You could look up and see the new and Sazabi clashing. And that'll come back later why I think it should be Axis. But, um, yeah, so that, that's why Matter Matterhorn. Brian, that, like, gives me images of um, Space Mountain, essentially, right? Or when it was Hyperspace Mountain, you're pretty much in there. And, yeah, you're on a coaster, but at the same time, you can, like, look at the screens and the walls, and there's an actual battle happening. That'd be right, pretty right. awesome. Yeah. yeah, and my so my Space Mountain... Good thing you bring that up. My Space Mountain would be a Baoku, and it, that would be like ah. a dark, a dark room coaster, just like Space Mountain, where you, you know, are in the room and the because there's so much happening in a Baoku, I figured the only way to yeah. capture that would be in a in a dark room with with screens, right? Um, and so I think that that'd be cool. It kind of exactly like you said, just yeah. like Hyper Space Mountain when they changed it to be, I think it was, it was like an X Wing battle, right? And they were fighting. Yeah, it was, was X Wing. The Death Star was it? Yeah, okay, X-Wings and TIE Fighters, yeah. Um, so that was really fun, and I think that would give you a good sense of, of being there in, in the chaos of Baku. It could be a cool light show. I love it, yeah. That's what's great, too, is about, like, a Baku, um, a Baku Mountain or whatever it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Star literally, we see so much of the interior of the base, so it makes perfect sense that you'd be on, like, a little coaster going through the interior of the base and maybe popping out to the surface and back and forth watching the battle continue and deteriorate for Zeon. <laughs> yeah. 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 So another famous ride at Disneyland is the Jungle Cruise, which is a very, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's a very um it's a very family ride. It's very slow yeah. moving, right? You know, fun. you can take, I'd call it yeah, fun. It's fun. It's, it's it might be the campiest ride at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. So what would the Gundam equivalent be? Now, obviously, Gundam doesn't have a lot of animals, right? They probably all died when yeah. the, when <laughs> Operation British happened. But <laughs> we do have Anaheim Electronics. And you could take a tour through the Anaheim Electronics, you know, factory. Oh, wow. Or, or they could treat it like a museum. Maybe you're maybe you're meeting, like, the, the archival person at Anaheim Electronics. And over the years, yeah. they've collected a whole bunch of important mobile suit parts. You know, maybe, like, maybe they collected parts of the Gundam Alex or maybe they they located the what's left of the RX78 or or just famous beam rifles or something and and you know the the person could um you know take you through it explain things and you could ride on a cool little Anaheim Electronics like lunar buggy or something why not yeah same basic idea where it's slow moving you know you have a tour guide that makes wise cracks some are good some are bad <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> you can watch like prototypes kind of fail or something like that. Or <laughs> yeah, 
You could watch those pathetic gun cannons from Gundam The Origin in the background. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I thought you were going to say when you said Jungle Cruise? I thought you were going to say, like, oh, this is like the 8th MS team kind of thing. Like, <laughs> a Gundam head will pop out of the water, you know. Oh. Motion, motion your boat to safety, and, you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll fend off a couple Zakus. You'll pass the little gorilla village that they had. <laughs> yeah. That could work, too. But I didn't want to... I tried to stay away from, like, things that required too much of the Gundams yeah. moving because they're so big. And it would take, yeah. it would be so expensive, even if you have a blank check. Like, it would be, you know, if that right. was doable, we would have that already at Disneyland. So, it's still a little ways away. Yeah, but, I mean, at, at the Jungle Cruise, though, like, a hippo does kind of come out of the water, <laughs> I think, or yes. something like that. So, yes. it's conceivable we can have, like, a, a light-up Gundam head just pop up and come down. We don't need the whole suit to come out. Yeah, we have well, a limited budget, Brian, <laughs> from private investors. Well, I was trying to keep them, like, yeah. the right size. So obviously a hippo is much smaller than, you know, yeah, the RX-79. So, yeah, Uh, I got got a few more here. So one of the newer, more popular attractions is that Millennium Falcon ride called Smuggler's Run. And I thought one of the best parts of that ride, I actually don't think the ride is the greatest when you actually go on it. Um, But I think the best part is like being able to walk through the Millennium Falcon there you go. And yeah. so instead of a Millennium Falcon, let's build a white base and, and you know, just wow. dock, dock it somewhere. And you could walk through it. You know, you could walk on the bridge. You could take pictures. Maybe that's the attraction is when you finally get to the bridge, um, you know, you and whatever, 10 other people get to do different things on the screens for a little bit. You get to play through a battle. And, and instead of one person being the commander, because I feel like that's a really key role, maybe there is just like legitimately Captain Bright in there. And he directs yeah. everyone what to do. I think it'd be pretty fun, right? Cause it'd be like a team game. You know, some people could be gunners and they could sit in actual gunner seats, which is probably one of the biggest disappointments of the of the Millennium Falcon ride is the gunner doesn't sit in the gunner seat. And right. instead he He's... presses a button on a screen. <laughs> anyway, I'm not bitter. <laughs> yeah. I can see so many people though getting sick. They're actually in like the gunner seat though, and like it's rotating and they're like inverted and <laughs> it's an they have the added stress ride. of you yeah. You don't have to go on the ride. <laughs> they have the added stress of uh, the stress of Tie Fighters attacking them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my white base idea was a bit more um <laughs> a bit more toned down. If you know Disneyland, there's a big boat. <laughs> There's a, there's a big riverboat, so I thought, oh, the white base is going to be kind of like the riverboat in a way. It'll just, I don't know, it'll be a glorified hovercraft, or maybe it'll be <laughs> on its own rail system on the water. But, you know, there'll be a passenger area. You just kind of board on. Maybe it'll cross some water and take it to another side of the park. And that's why about we, it. Why don't we combine the ideas? You get on the ride to one area, and then it, it you ride during the battle. It, it rides over, and then you get off in a different area. Yeah, there's no reason there can't be an area that just, you know, you're a passenger and then an area where, oh, you're actually on the experience. Yeah. And, you know, all the walls are just screens and um, instead of a window up there and the, the bridge, you're actually viewing, uh, you know, screens that show a fleet battle or something like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then you could, yeah. you know, maybe they even have like a mess hall. You get something to eat. Ooh, yeah. I like you that. Tra- yeah. You drop your kids off at fr- for Frabo, so that's where the daycare is. I've got a little bit to say about food, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, for a Bawaku, kind of going off what you said, the Space Mountain type thing. Okay, I've seen some roller coasters lately, at least there's one at SeaWorld, where you're essentially hanging um, face down. <laughs> and, oh. I thought, and I thought that would be perfect with how Char was going through a Bawaku on his jetpack. So it would essentially be mm. the jetpack ride. 
and it, it, I imagine it'd be a little harrowing. So hopefully, I don't think kids will be allowed to go on it because of how you're you're yeah. holstered up there. But um, I thought that'd be cool to have like a jetpack ride because we always see the jetpacks in Gundam. You know, the mm-hmm. a mobile suit's damaged, the pilot pops out in the jetpack. Yep. Um, need, need to get around a base in space, you're in a jetpack. So I I thought, oh, let's just combine that with the way you travel on some of the new roller coasters hanging face down. That's a great idea, actually. It's, yeah. Like, I'm a big fan of roller coasters where you don't sit like a normal roller coaster. So, like the one you oh. just said. But there's yeah. also some at Six Flags, right? Like, for example, um, I think Riddler, you stand up. And Batman, you are hang in the harness. And ha- I think hanging would work well uh, for a space yeah. battle as well. Where the where your feet aren't touching the ground, that 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 would kind of give you the sensation of being in space, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, why not? Speaking of um, not touching the ground, one of my ride ideas was okay. Every theme park has a drop ride, and by mm. that I mean not a roller coaster that you know reaches a peak and then just goes down the tracks. I mean. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, yep. escape ride. It yep. used to be the Tower of Terror. Yep. Um, I forgot what the one is. Is it called Goliath at Magic Mountain or something? No, it's anyway, Superman. Yeah, yeah, it's I Superman. think you're right. Superman. Yeah, Superman. Oh, you, every listeners, you should you know what we're talking about, right? It's a large tower. You get at the bottom. The track system lifts you up. You go up, you know, several dozen stories up, and then um, the system drops you, and gravity just, you know, mm-hmm. you're essentially riding down up and down. So for that, I thought it'd be cool if it was maybe either a colony drop <laughs> <laughs> or a reentry capsule. So, mm, that could yeah. be fun. Yeah, I like the, I, yeah. the reentry it, capsule is an interesting right. idea. Right. I thought maybe instead of just you know being seats and you're facing the open air, uh, the reentry capsule or the colony drop would work better because you could be inside like you are with the Guardians of the Galaxy ride and you're watching, you know, sort of screens and they show you um, either if you're a reentry capsule, probably falling past a battle or just going through Earth's atmosphere and um, how intense that could be. Or if you're in a colony, you know, just the, the deteriorating situation as you fall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually thought of the Tower of Terror uh, as well. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't think of a colony drop. I thought it would be a great opportunity to do the double O space elevator drop. Oh god! <laughs> so you're in the space elevator while it's in, in while it's the in the middle of that battle where it's yes. collapsing. Yes, and maybe you know Setson and his friends are um, flying around outside communicating oh, they, with you. They save yeah. you, kind of. Like yeah, they the save you. Gal- yep. The Guardians of the Galaxy ride. <laughs> oh, I like that. Definitely yeah. need a drop ride, though. Totally agree. Yeah, it's mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> Something kind of experimental that I thought of that you you mentioned a little bit that you thought of too was I'm calling it a zero gravity area. My vision was that park attendees were in normal suits maybe and whether they're in like a dark essentially a sound stage almost or maybe even underwater somehow if they consented to being submerged while wearing yep. a, a normal suit. It, the goal is really to simulate that they're in zero G. So yeah. whether that means we put tension strings on the arms and legs and you know their back of the normal suit to really limit how much they can move at yeah. the speed they can move, um, we put the uh, we put a VR screen on their I don't know what you'd call it the glass of the normal suit yeah. helmet the, vi- the visor yeah the visor I called it escape from shoal zone 
So <laughs> you're in a normal suit. Maybe your ship blew up. Who knows what the lore is or what the setting is. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can't really move too great. But guess what? You're in zero G. So you're going to be maybe hopping or moving from a piece of shoal to piece of shoal. And uh, you get to your rescue ship. So that was my vision, whether it's underwater or not. Yeah, I mean, they have zero-G simulators places. I, I definitely think it could work, and I definitely think it's worthy of inclusion. I mean, because Gundam is somewhat you know, grounded in reality, I think it would be a good, a good opportunity to... I'm not saying it would turn into like a NASA park, but right. you could have a lot of things that sort of promote space and like, oh, this is what it would be like to live in zero gravity. This would be... You know, this is how we would grow our food. This is how, you know, colonies work. This is, um, this is what space smells like. You know, apparently mm-hmm. space space smells like burnt metal. Yeah, um, I heard that. <laughs> so, could, you know, it could be definitely kind of cool. And, and I think, you know, being in zero G is definitely something that people might expect from something like this, from a Gundam land, right? Because since so much of it takes place in space, you, again, like you're, like you said, I don't know how technically feasible it would be to do it on a mass scale, right? If you know, this could be a busy ride if there's thousands of people going there every day. Yeah, true. Well, did you have any other rides? I had two more rides. One, tell me. So, Radiator Springs Racers is really fun <laughs> in, in California. You're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we need a racing ride, and um, so I thought we could do like the Gundam Double O Trans Am Racers, where you both sit in a suit from double O and then it uh-huh. goes into trans am mode and they go real fast and they just race, um, pretty, you know, pretty basic, but I think people right. would enjoy racing, right? I felt like we really needed a water ride, but I really couldn't think of one. So instead I turned it into like a children's water park and where it's just, the children are playing underneath a Juwagu who <laughs> is like, you know, sh- shooting water out of its trunk and all of, of its little, um, little fingers. And it just turns the Juwagu into this like, you know, nice, kid-friendly <laughs> entertainment option and it made me it made me laugh because of your uh your your love for the juwagu so of course i like it i like it already <laughs> i had something similar for the kids i called it the ruined mobile suit jungle gym um, <laughs> it sounds it's, so it, rusty and dangerous i mean yeah i mean you could be like an adult fan i want to take pictures next to like you know ruined zakus and you know damaged gms and all that but it's it's essentially almost overgrowth covered mobile suits so yep. they've been damaged or whatever, but it's designed for the kids to play on, stuff like that. They're, you could take pictures with them if you wanted, but for the most part, it was a glorified jungle gym, I thought, because, I don't know, maybe the parents need something like that for the kids to physically exert themselves on. Yeah, I had a similar idea. The way I thought of it, it was it would kind of be like a Swiss Family Robinson treehouse or kind of like um, absolutely Mark Twain's uh, Island. Yep, or, that's I'm sorry, exactly. Not Mark Twain's Island, Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah, Mark, <laughs> Mark Twain's Island. There's just piles <laughs> of books. <laughs> All right, kids, time to read. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I saw it as. Um, I think before it became, what is it now? It's like Indiana Jones is not Treehouse, but <laughs> no. So the the Treehouse is now Tarzan's Treehouse. Oh, of course, Tarzan's Treehouse. <laughs> Tom Sawyer's Island is now. I think is it Pirates of the Caribbean Island or something like that. I hope not. It doesn't look like anything like the pirates would be at. Right? <laughs> it's still. It's got like a a wood shack from the 1800s. <laughs> it's Phantasmic Island. That's what it'll always be. <laughs> no, it's called it's called Pirates Lair now. Oh God. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Because I, I was trying to think of a way to like get the different Gundam series in to this park. Yeah. And 
Um, so mine is, I called it Heroes Reflection Lagoon. And it would be, you know, the the destroyed Wing Zero custom from Endless Waltz at the end when it's all beat oh, wow. up. It's all charred and all that. Uh, there's like a famous still that's on a lot of the merchandise. I think it's on like the soundtracks and stuff. And, mm. you know, Hero could be sitting at the top of it, you know, in his little contemplative pose. And people yeah. could walk up it. And like you said, there'd be little activities as you walk up it. And eventually you could you know, take pictures with, um, with hero at the top and, and poses and stuff like that. So, and it would look really cool, you know, from the ground, right. It would be a yeah. sort of this ruined Gundam. So yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I think we're on the same page on that one. Nice. H- hang on real quick. Do you consider the monorail a ride? Cause I had a, a monorail <laughs> section. I wasn't sure. Some people consider it a ride. Some people love that monorail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would consider it a ride. I mean, it, it's fun. Okay. It's basically put, a train, but I like yeah. it. All I put was there's, there's instead of windows there's screens and you're probably going inside like a musai and you're watching you know other musais fly by or solemnis or something like that. Would the monorail still look like a monorail or would it be stylized somehow? I think it would be either in Zionic or Federation color. Maybe you decide, right? There's mm, two different mon- there's yeah. more than one monorail, so maybe you got in the Federation one or the the Zion one. And <laughs> what if you're trying to get somewhere on time and and like the Zion one pulls up and you're like, absolutely not, I refuse <laughs> to ride the Zion. If you're that much of a fan, it's <laughs> you're probably like vandalizing the Zion one anyways. <laughs> so like security will be quickly there to to escort you from the park. <laughs> okay yeah no i like the monorail idea that's good all right that's all i put but anyways continue on to shows and attractions and uh, non-ride entertainment okay so one thing that's really popular right now at disneyland is the lightsaber uh shop where you can build your own lightsaber um, and there's also a similar thing where you can build your own droid yeah and so i think we have the obvious substitute here of Say Iori's Gunpla Factory, and Say Iori being the character from Build Fighters. Uh-huh. So it would be, you know, all themed after him. And these are all of his, you know, modular option parts for uh, like a one by 144 scale, you know, Gunpla. And it's just all of his, it's all of Say's inventory that he's collected over the years that he just keeps on hand in case he needs to build things. Uh, you could even have it have a, like a, a wider selection of actual uh, Gunpla kits in the back for adults who want to buy them. They could have you know, ones from the the past, like the models, like what we talked about before, the ones from like 1979, you know, just hanging on the walls, stuff like that. You can, and then you could, you know, pick all your parts. You, you pay like a flat fee and you get to pick, you get to pick your feet, your legs, your arms, your torso, your head. And that way it allows the kids to like customize their Gundam, you know, and they get to put it all together. You could have Gunpla lessons there. And then even in addition to Gunpla, you could have uh, you could sell Haro's there, and you could have people. You can customize your own Haro. You know what color do you want your Haro? Do you want the the top a different color than the bottom? Give it legs and arms. You could you know record a little message. What do you want it to say? Like hello Isaac, hello Isaac, or you know, <laughs> yeah, that's my Gunpla factory. I love that idea. I had my own Gunpla kind of a thing there because mine was going more off of that. Galaxy's Edge has like a droid building area, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh. We essentially need a super Lego store, but not for Lego, but for Gundam. Yep. So I thought it would have every model that's available. It would have exclusive models that you can't really get anywhere else outside the park. 
there would be custom pieces. There would be supplemental kits, like maybe, you know, alternative weapons or stickers or what have you. And also, you know, there'd be an actual building area and all the glue, the paint, whatever. It's it's available for you. You just go there and, you know, set up. Maybe maybe your kid really wants to build a model. You know, maybe he doesn't really like the rides too much or something or whatever. Or she. And also, I like the idea of having there be model building mentors there because, you know, sometimes you run to a snag or you need help and maybe the, the parents aren't really model building experts, but mentors would be there to, to help out and show how it gets done and maybe help you out with a tricky part or something like that. Yeah, totally. And, and actually, you know, Gundam has a sort of a history of this already. There is what's called the Gundam base, uh, you know, Daiba, Tokyo, Japan, and that is like the biggest Gun, gun plus store in the world and it has all the kits and they do have gun plus lessons there like you can go get a lesson from the store pro or, or whatever there you um, go so they, they have that already so now you just need another one of those but in the park just put and it then, in the park make it like i don't know you could even make it like a factory or whatever the workshop the, the mech yard i don't know <laughs> something like that put them in overalls yeah with little federation logos or something yeah so what, right. what's another attraction you had Okay, so this one, again, you said blank check. So I think it would be sure cool did. if just once per night uh, <laughs> the Gundam X rose up from somewhere. And, wow. Um, and, like, <laughs> and like they had some sort of beam effect that, you know, shot down from the moon to like charge up its satellite cannon and he would, you know, maybe fire it at some area in the distance or, or maybe they would somehow put a call, like a colony in the sky and he would, in sh- uh, Garrett would shoot it down or something, some kind of light show. <laughs> I thought that would be cool. <laughs> oh my God, Brian, we get to watch millions of people die. <laughs> no, those <laughs> colonies aren't empty. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, did you think about that? <laughs> he doesn't have to necessarily fire it at a colony. He could fire it at, you know, a mobile armor or something. All right, you got me there. But I, I mean, I like this idea. Let me just say that. And I think there's workarounds to how they could visually get close enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the uh, Universal Studios. They had like um they had the Wizarding World there and they did um oh, like the the Dark Arts Night or something like that, right? For Halloween last year and all that. It's essentially like a, you know, a light show and all that. But at the end Spoiler alerts! If anybody, ugh. <laughs> if any, if any of you wizarding Harry Potter fans uh, didn't know this existed, a Patronus appears in the sky made out of drones. Oh! So I figured, well, why can't we just have a large drone? Essentially, from the perspective of where the audience is, I think as long as they're in the same spot and they're not really moving around, you can capture essentially that the drone is synced up to the moon in hovering in front of the moon and then it fires the laser right from yeah moon based gundam x totally. and then the gundam x of course can fire its own laser and right. the gundam x doesn't need to just shoot at like you know the sky why can't we have after the gundam x gets powered up by this drone why can't we just have the gundam x fire at a blimp a drone blimp that's in the shape of a colony or like you said, a mobile armor, or a capital ship. So visually we can get very close to making it real. I think. Yeah, I think it'd be neat. And I picture it as like one of those things where you don't even necessarily have to, you know, I hate lining up for parades. It just, it's so boring. So I feel like it'd be just something that would happen at a certain time of night. If it was like a full moon or whatever, I just think it'd be something that just happens in the park. Like it makes the park feel alive. 
Oh God! Oh, it would fit into the lore so much that like people actually go when there's a full moon. Yeah, because of yeah, other, yeah. Because if you remember the show Gundam X, they really could only use that weapon when there was a full <laughs> moon. If there wasn't a full moon. They can't use that weapon. <laughs> I, I can see why this weapon was so limited. <laughs> yeah, it's but hey, man, I have two parades written down. <laughs> okay, no, I do too. but you don't want to like go there. And then, you know, yeah. you want to see all the parades. And if you want to see all the parades, you got to wait in line for, like, two hours for each parade so you can sit on, like, an uncomfortable part of the sidewalk. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's one of your parades? Oh, okay. Well, let's stick with – can we can we wrap up attractions first yeah, yeah, before sure. we move on? I got one okay. more, too. So. Well, actually, I guess you can include parades and attractions, right? Oh, at this point, we're done with riots. Everything's, yeah, everything's, everything's, on, the, so, everything's yeah. on the table. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, going off your Gundam X idea, my idea was – I called it the Pegasus class launch show. And Ooh. this would be at night. It would be marketed to attendees as, oh, we're launching a new Pegasus class. Be, you know, be at the waterfront tonight. Be at the water area tonight. Get a good spot. This is a new Pegasus class. Um, maybe it's a new white base or something like that. I don't know. Whatever it is. It's a new Pegasus class. And um, we say it's going to be a, a live launch. But the the show starts and it's maybe the federation or scientists or whatever they're telling people how great this new ship is it's kind of floating around on the water or whatever but it turns into a zeon ambush Ooh. so in different areas of the park you know we see like the you know zakus or doms or whatever start standing up you know the the the, the hosts you know they kind of go into crisis mode and um, it looks like things are going bad. You know, laser lights are going off and fireworks are blowing up. Maybe the parts of the water catch fire. <laughs> Fuel Depot got hit. But, of course, who comes to save the day, Brian? A Gundam comes to save the day. Uh. <laughs> so, triumph, triumphs over the Xeon, maybe fights them off. Maybe blows up a couple. Yeah, saves the day. I love that. I love the part coming alive. That, that yeah. would be super cool. And that, I, maybe, yeah. like you said, if the Zakus and the, the Doms or whatever are just kind of sitting there deactivated during the day and maybe they like you said they stand up and oh that'd be yeah. that'd be pretty cool or or i don't know depending on how they're controlling the park parts of the, you know everybody almost gets corralled to the waterfront at the time right. of the show because of you know how special it is it's a pegasus class launch show right. and maybe people are like oh wow you know we've never seen that before is this really happening but again, going off of Universal Studios, Wizarding World, my logic was that was such an ambush because they marketed it as, oh, you know, we're going to see the evil magic. But they didn't say anything about the Patronus showing up and, you know, mm. the good guys kind of saving the day and saving Hogwarts at the end. I mean, uh. The good guys are going to show up. But the fact that people were just gasping when they saw the giant drone um, light up show of a, a Patronus in the sky. Yeah. Um, I figured this will be the equivalent because no one's expecting it to go bad and turn into like a fireworks kind of explosion laser show. So, yeah, I thought that'd be be cool to kind of ambush people literally and figure it'll be pun intended. Yeah, I, I like that. And then, you know what? How about some cross promotional synergy here? So the Gundam that comes out to save the day at the end would be like the exclusive Gundam for that park. And that would be the exclusive model that Damn. they could sell at the show or at the um, at the Gunpla factory. Oh, I like that. Whatever we call it. Gundam Interceptor. Or Gundam. Yeah, uh, something. Yeah. Damn. Gundam like Land that. Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's another attraction you had? So my last attraction besides parades is Domon's Dojo. 
So here, <laughs> kids kids can go in and get a free martial arts lesson from Domon and Master Asia, aka the undefeated of the East. And I think it'd be a good way to pass the time, you know, dress up the you know the kids get to dress up in a gi, they get a free free lesson. Pat, you know, takes half an hour, an hour. The the parents get to sit down for a little bit. Um, you know, nice air conditioned room. I, I think it could be fun. The instructor would dress like Domo, and they could they could all get like Shuffle Alliance temporary tattoos on the way out or something. That's uh, cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, really something physical again for the kids. I mean, yeah, you know, c- you could know, adults do it, or is it kind of like it's a little frowned upon? <laughs> it's, it's like it's like it would be like adults trying to do like the whole you know lightsaber ceremony at yeah. Disneyland. It's like, well, come on, buddy. You, you had your or, chance years ago. <laughs> or like the the adult that gets mad in um, Ollivanders at the Wizarding World when they don't oh. get chosen to get the wand. Does that happen? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it probably happened once, right? Every time I've gone in there, they always choose the kid, as they should, yeah. right? Not like yeah. the forty year old in the back who's like, I want, the, I, I want the, the the one with the unicorn hair. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's okay. It's funny you mentioned G Gundam because I had something similar. I called it G Gundam Fight. You watch a live action mobile fighter match. Um, I had the same thing. Yeah, but maybe it. I, okay. I wasn't sure if, oh, this is something that happens once a day, or, you know, you can kind of catch a fight at different times of the day. And Ooh, it's I always. Like that di- idea. Yeah, and it's always different countries fighting. I wanted yeah. it to be very diverse. You know, you're not going to see the same show twice. Um, oh, I like that. But. But, again, I, I brought in an ambush factor, Brian. <laughs> I thought we'd add a twist in where, as the two are fighting it out, again, I don't know if this is, like, you know, li- large-scale animatronics doing this, or maybe we have, you know, the audience sit down and they're watching... I was picturing actors dressed up as the Gundams, because I didn't know how else you could make them, like, f- fight well enough. Yeah, I yeah, guess. But, that's true. Yeah, we, That could work. Maybe we put them in some type of setting and then we we tell the audience oh this is you know we're being streamed a live hologram right or yeah. something and depending on like the mist and where the audience is sitting and all that it, it might be believable in, in yeah. visuals okay anyways back to the twist so in the middle of the match maybe it's close guess who shows up brian master asia no schwartz bruder it's the dark gundam oh the, yeah the <laughs> <laughs> the, dark, the Dark Gundam shows up in all its monstrosity, and now the two countries have to put aside their differences oh. and team up against the Dark Gundam. <gasps> this wasn't just mentioned at all on the little fight bill. <laughs> so, so the two countries work together. They fight off the Gundam. The Gundam, the Dark Gundam flees, and then the two the two mobile fighters they join hands. They raise them in the air, and the crowd cheers. I love it, it. Re- reinforces you know cooperation against common threats and. Or need to work together as one world. Yeah, kids learn teamwork. It's beautiful. Yeah, you know <laughs> we don't like dark Gundam. <laughs> yeah, and you could buy it. They could sell like the fight posters from that day. You know, like. So, uh, oh yeah, I imagine you know international visitors will go nuts buying their own country's colors. Yeah. You know their own country Gundam, their own country merch. We'll talk about merch later. Yeah. But. <laughs> Okay, so I so two two quick shows that not much to say about them, but one, you know, this would give Bandai a good opportunity to bring back like the singers for some of the opening songs. You Absolutely. know, they could always just have concerts for those songs. Um, yes. You know, e- easy easy attraction there. You could also one of the big favorite parades at Disneyland is the Main Street Electrical Parade. <laughs> we could do that, but we could just use Neon Haros instead. Oh um, wow. 
you know, a bunch of little spinning neon haros would be just this seizure of lights would be great. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the other popular parades at, I was trying to find like a replacement for Fantasmic and for World of Color. Uh-huh. And so for Fantasmic, I was thinking because here I'm bringing Axis back now, because in my park we have Axis as the Matterhorn sitting in the middle of the park. Oh my um, God. You could, you know, <laughs> have that same classic feel as Fantasmic where, you know, Mickey's trying to triumph or whatever. But instead, everyone, Amaro and Char going at it at the end of Char's counterattack. And then all the attendees have to lend their will to Amro to push Axis back. And then eventually Axis lights up, you know, with the green psycho frame, crazy colors. And yeah. that's 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 the end. I don't know how they would do it with, with lights and stuff, but I'm sure there's a way they can make it sort of glitter or look pretty, pretty neat. Uh, drones. So that's, yeah. Again, so that's drones. my fantastic. Yeah. So maybe drones <laughs> are the future. So that's my fantastic is, is the Axis shock parade. Oh, Not really a parade, a but a show. I, I guess it's more yeah. of a show. Well, you, well, yeah, we'll combine it with a parade, and then it'll we'll, we'll see the swarm circling axis or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty cool. Let's see. What else did I have? Oh, this was pretty similar to what something you mentioned earlier. I called it the prototype comedy show. It's a slapstick type comedy show. I think you said you wanted yours in Anaheim Electronics, and I guess this would pretty much go there, too. Or it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, I thought maybe it's like a scientist and like a test pilot. Maybe you don't even see the test pilot. You just see like, you know, a screen and like, it's like, oh, we had the test pilot live. But anyways, it'd be like a scientist or two and they're testing like a Zaku Zero or a Minoski Mark One or something like that. But it's it's just a comedy show about like, you know, the, the mobile suit failing or, you know, clumsily falling around and all that. And so not, <laughs> not much to say there, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm always good for more comedy shows. I think I think the park could use more of those. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, other types of shows, though, uh, before I get to you know the parade and all that, I thought okay, at night we need some type of colony laser solar rays light show, fireworks show, laser show. I'm not particularly sure like the exact details of it, but I thought you know those names being involved with it, we could do a lot with reflecting light and lasers and fireworks and all that something along those lines see so did you have any other parades or I did have one funny parade that i made just for Ooh. you which was <laughs> called the double the double 83 federation naval review oh and it would, boy it, it would be it would be all the federation ships coming out and, and you know parading around but then all of a sudden they would be interrupted by the noise zeal and, <laughs> and he would just like crash through them all and like wreck the parade oh and then <laughs> it was meant to be like kind of funny but like you know done with like the chibi costumes so it's oh, not like okay. super serious and yeah um, and like the chibi noise zeal i don't <laughs> think i've ever seen one but <laughs> i mean i guess maybe it would be more appropriate if it was the gpo2 but yeah, maybe he would like, you know, the GPO two would fly down and, and like yeah. nuke them all with his little chibi bazooka. It could be yeah, funny but morbid at the same time. <laughs> it shoots confetti into the audience or something yeah, there like you that. Go. They they like, yeah, they keep warned that like the nuke is gonna is about to fire <laughs> throughout the audience instead of the fleet and then like <laughs> just <Yeah>. confetti. <laughs> I had two parades. My first parade, no surprise to anybody, was called the Xeon Parade. <laughs> so the attendees would feel like they're at Zum City, and this is a massive victory parade. So there'd be Xeon flags, there'd be Xeon troops marching. Ideally, somehow we'll have mobile suits marching, 
But Xeon doesn't only have mobile suits, though. So we could have things like Magella top tanks, a flyover from those Xeon aircraft, yep. um, a speech from Girin. Uh, I thought it'd be cool if uh, Shar and Garma were maybe in the parade. You know, they could be in little jeeps waving or something like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. You know. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And my other parade was, I, don't, I know this isn't really a holiday, but there technically has to be a day the Federation was created. So I called it Federation Day Parade. It, it's essentially every day, the every day at the park, <laughs> right? Because yeah. are, are people really going to go to the park two days in a row? No, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, Federation Day Parade. So it'd be very much the same thing, but just a Federation flavor. So it'd be those double-barreled uh, Federation tanks going down the uh, the main street. It'd be gun tanks, hopefully, um, some Federal troops, and uh, maybe even a speech by General Revel. Oh yeah, you gotta have that General Revel. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like Federation Santa Claus. Pretty much, he's like yeah Santa Claus. <laughs> Maybe when it's Christmas time, like all General Rebel posters will like just have him in you know a Santa hat or something. <laughs> I'm pretty much out of parades and shows. I guess I have one more. I, I was trying to replace like World of Color, which is like a water color show, a right. California adventure. I feel like Bandai would want to do something with Gundam Unicorn. Because I guess World of Color, they what project that on water, right? So yeah. you can do something similar to that where Bonajer asks for everyone's help and then he eventually awakens the the green Ooh. unicorn at the end. Um, that way you can cycle through the colors. You know, you got the the red from the normal unicorn, you got the, the gold from the banshee, and then you get the, the green at the end from the, the awakened unicorn. So it could be a fun color show because um, I, I guarantee unicorn would have to be in there somewhere. So. Oh, you know what else they could put in like a water show like that, Brian? If if you remember Fantasmic, they like project a lot on screens that are kind of made out of mist. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They're projecting. So, yeah, they, they yeah they create the mist screen and they they use that as the medium. There you go. We can do like highlights. Oh God, you could even do like a dark history kind of show. Oh, it's, yeah. like, it's <laughs> just like the yeah. I mean, dark history sounds so sinister, but it would at least allow us to view like the highlights of every series. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. lots of potential there with those mist screens. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get those going for every show. Yeah. Um, I kind of have three things left in no particular order. Did you have anything about food? <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't because I do feel like they've got the Gundam food all figured out. If you just look at like the Gundam cafe menu, um, yeah. they've got a lot of there's a lot of opportunity there. I, I could have done a whole show on Gundam themed food. So right. I, fi- I figured that you had some good ideas, and I left that one to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have a ton of ideas, but to an extent, I don't think there's a lot to say because I feel like on the one hand, it shouldn't be you know just Japanese food, but at the same time, there's a limit to how you can Gundamize food, right? You yep. essentially cut it to look a certain way or you know visually make it look very Gundam, right? Yep. There's that that element to it. To an extent, that's a dead end. The only thing that really stuck out to me that we see a lot in Gundam is those juice bottles, those squeeze bottles with the straw that the pilots are always drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I thought, you know what? That's pretty, I mean, as far as food receptacles, that's pretty (laughs) iconic. So I figured that should be almost all over the park. Like we 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 should almost make it a point where you can't really get a drink in anything but that. <laughs> It'll be small, medium, and large. But guess what? We we want people to know you're at a Gundam theme park. This isn't a this isn't you know a theme park that looks like Gundam. This is Gundam Land. Yeah. So you have those pilot squeeze bottles, and I that's like what that. you get. 
Yeah. They're anti-spill too, so hopefully that'll make a maintenance <laughs> cleaner, right? Because that's true. To an extent, yeah. Would you rather drop like a, a big gulp or you know <laughs> one of those pilot squeeze bottles? It's, oh, for sure, it's the squeeze date. bottles. Yeah, they have a built-in straw. And we could sell souvenir ones. They could be refillable. Right. Different little caps on top that are Azaku, uh-huh. you know, or uh, Federation colors, whatever. That's the issue with merch. You know, there's just so many things to Gundamize that it, there's almost a limited point in, t- in talking about them. Right. Also about food, I felt like, well, I might not be too big of a fan of the show, but my God, G Gundam has every world country, every country involved from around oh, the world. Right. Why can't we have the food reflected in that way? So I thought in the sort of food court kind of area that instead of having just, you know, science Mexican food or whatever, we would have, you know, tequila Gundam and then <laughs> the Chinese. And then you, you go over to him and, you know, at his feet is like the, uh, you know, the booth for the Mexican food. You know, you get yep. tacos there or whatever. You know, if you can go to like the Master Gundam or Kowloon Gundam and, uh, you know, at his feet will be the Chinese food booth and you can get like uh, you know orange chicken or whatever. And uh, Gundam Maxter, and you know he'll have barbecue and burgers. You know, yeah, you write it yourself. You know, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, that gives you all the food you need, right? For exactly. The that's pretty perfect. much. Yeah, what better way to represent each type of ethnic food that you'd get than you know the Gundam that that corresponds to that country? That very much lines up with uh, like the Epcot eating area at exactly. um, yeah. Disney World. I, I think they have different cuisine from every all the different countries that are featured there. So yeah. that that's perfect. Did you have anything about like other types of merchandise? So yeah, I thought about merchandise and do it. I tried to think of like obviously Gundam is already a very heavily merchandised brand, right? So they've right. they've kind of almost done everything that you possibly could with Gundam merchandise. I was trying to think of like, well, what do you get at Disneyland that you can only get at Disneyland? And how do I Gundamize that? And so one thing that would that you would need it would be Mickey ears, right? So what is the Gundam equivalent of Mickey ears? So I figure you could have two. <laughs> You could have Gundam V fins, right? That you could put on your head, and you you could <laughs> you could buy whichever V fin you know from your favorite mobile suit that you want. It would basically look like a little crown, you know, you have the yeah. little jewel thing in the middle, and then the, the the antennas. And then if maybe you're not a Federation sympathizer, and instead you're a, a Zeon, you know, you could buy a Zaku Mono Eye visor with an antenna that that's pretty cool. Up. There maybe there's like a little way you could you could move the Mono Eye around. Uh, which would be pretty funny and it could light up or something you know uh at night or or glow in the dark so uh that's one thing you know a big thing they're selling now at at, um disneyland because of uh star wars is is lightsabers so gundam has its own version of lightsabers which is beam sabers so you could go get your favorite (laughs) beam saber from your favorite mobile suit you know different suits have different beam sabers Uh, some are some are pretty cool um, some are more generic than others, but some are very distinct. For example, New Gundam's saber is pretty cool. Has the the beam hilt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the crossbone crossbone Gundam's beam sabers are really neat. Gundam X has cool beam sabers. So th- I think there's some opportunities there. What if you're the kid that like <laughs> you only want like a heat hawk? <laughs> oh, you could definitely you, sell a heat hawk. You want a heat saber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could get the Dom, the heat rod, heat saber, yeah. the heat hawk for sure, man. You get the beam naginata from the Gilgoogs. You gotta have those, you know. Well, you think the uh, you think the kids with the beam sabers will bully the the kid with the the heat rod <laughs> and the heat hawk? <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know, man. That kid with the heat hawk could be pretty dangerous. It's a it's an axe, man. He could probably swing that thing faster than he could the beam saber. There's a lot more weight in it, I'll guarantee that. 
And then my last piece of merchandise was sort of, not really merchandise, but it was based on the PhotoPass system at, at Disneyland. You know, they set up areas that are good, like picture-taking opportunities. And so I'm thinking maybe you could get some war photos taken. Oh, wow. With like, with like you and your friends, like they have uniforms that you could put on and you could all get into a pose. Because I feel like there's war photos in every show almost. There's yeah. definitely some in like 0083 with, with Ko and the crew. There's I'm pretty sure there's some in um, 8th MS team. So I, I think it'd be fun if you were all in, you know, in either Federation or Zeon uniforms. And maybe if you're taking a Zeon one, you could sit on Dagwin's throne. You know, maybe they have a little area where you can. <laughs> how dare you know. they? <laughs> That's how we know these aren't true Zeon fans. Because there's only one man who can sit on that throne. <laughs> only one man who could fill that throne. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, feel uh, bad. I feel bad for the kid that got like the heat rod. Like all the little... <laughs> All the kids with the beam sabers are like, oh, my beam saber's green. Oh, my green saber's pink. Oh, my my beam saber's red. And I'm like, well, my, my stick heats up. <laughs> Doing bright yellow. My stick heats up and turns <laughs> metal molten. <laughs> How about, uh, what do you got for merchandise? Anything special? I didn't go too in-depth, but I thought, okay, we definitely need very high-quality normal suits and pilot suits. Yeah. Um, Maybe like pilot type jackets. I noticed Co and cool kind of puffy Top Gun type jackets. Those yeah. those pilot jackets. Also that's high quality idea. uniforms. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. You could sell like different you know different jack different pilot jackets from the different factions. You know, you could have Federation. Right. You could have Titans, Zeon, you know, Lundo yeah. Bell, uh, you know, Echoes. Uh, yeah. You know, the, runs the whole the whole gamut. So that's a good For idea. The, yeah, for the fans, different patches too. Maybe you're a big fan of Thunderbolt, so you want like the uh, the Living Dead regiment on it. Yeah. Um, maybe you're you love M- O8th MS team, so you want the 8th MS team um, patch on your your Federation jacket. You know things like that. Maybe you just want the officer hats. You know, maybe you get those ridiculous Xeon kind of <laughs> samurai looking helmets, um, or you want the cool like uh, officer hats that the Federation has. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's a good that's a good high end collectible, right? That yeah. that that one's gonna cost you some real real coin there. Probably. But yeah. Or you can just get, you know, the sort of regular baseball caps that might say Anaheim Electronics or yeah. you know, has a Titans logo on it or something. <laughs> is that is that what the kid with the heat rod gets? <laughs> what, the Anaheim Electronics? <laughs> just just like the cheap hat, like not not like <laughs> Well, depending on if he's been bullied, I think the kid with the heat rod might be like very bitter, so he'll get like a blue Cosmos hat. Say <laughs> <laughs> for the preservation of our blue and pure world. <laughs> Closing out, I think the last thing on my list is I don't have the details completely mapped out, but I wanted some type of I'm calling it a park meta game. I felt like you're an attendee, maybe a child. You come to the park and you're given a colony passport. At the entrance. So that's kind of like maybe your ticket in a way or something like that. We'll work the details out later. It's got your name. It's got your information. Maybe it printed out what colony you're actually from. Or maybe it says you're from Earth or something. But it'd be cool if it has like maybe like a page glued to a page. Not in a way that's impossible to find. But, you know, maybe it's you open it up after you're handed it to you by a park attendee at the gate where you enter. And you peel it back or something in your little colony passport, and it says you're a secret new type. Ooh. And 
I like the idea of, okay, now the kid has this secret new type thing and they're like, oh my God, I'm a new type. Uh, <laughs> so they maybe they take the passport and there's instructions in there that, okay, at different areas in the park, you're going to see these little scanners. Uh, mm-hmm. You need to scan your passport in there. I'm thinking it, in some ways it's going to be the Wizarding World's wands. So you can mm-hmm. sort of take your little new type passport. Maybe you'll stand in certain areas of the park and something will prompt you or there'll be instructions like, you know, oh, you know, raise your hand or something. And then, you know, your new type abilities will let you, I don't know, maybe telekinetically move something or I don't know, something something along those lines. So I, I like that it would somehow would show new type abilities to like a lot of people visiting that would get this colony passport and i also want it to be free i wanted it to be something that's be sort of like a a free souvenir essentially that you just get for coming to the park maybe you're not going to get gifts for whatever reason or other souvenirs but you at least get your colony passport that says you're a new type it's got your picture on it what colony you're from and all that and yeah and and they'll assign you an ace pilot name yeah maybe or it would i don't know we could we could do that sure it'll say you're licensed to pilot a gundam class or you know Zaku Clash or something like that. Yeah, I like that because that is both interactive, uh, which is which yeah. is great. And by interactive, I mean like it's interactive around the park, uh, which, which is great. So the with you know, with the environment that they're in, and then also it kind of reminds me of a little bit of like the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket idea, right? <laughs> like it's I yeah. like that it's sort of exclusive. Like it doesn't happen to everybody. If you gave it to the right kid, you know, you could make them feel real special for that day. So. Yeah, definitely. There's so much you could do with this sort of secret passport idea, you know. I think it's Fantasyland at Disneyland. There's like the Sword in the Stone show. There's no reason we can't have something similar like a a Gundam cockpit experience or emergency deployment or something where there's, you know, General Revel gets up with some officers and they're like, oh, we need an emergency deployment or something. And like we need a young new type pilot to help us. Maybe some kid has to get in the unicorn and activate it. Maybe it won't activate for for like the normal soldiers or something right yeah so it's a it's a jumping off point i just like the idea of you we see so much travel in gundam between the colonies right there's every season there's so many people always traveling and we see them at like the terminals and all that so why not sort of take that bring it into real life but at the same time also you know give people kind of a wink and a nudge like hey you it turns out you're a new type and really let them do something interactive with the passport that would be a very personalized experience for them at the park. Yeah, I like that. That's good. So, yeah, I think that's all my ideas, Brian. Do you have anything else? As far no, as, uh... that's my list pretty much. The one the one idea I had that I rejected because I thought maybe it was too sad would be like a memorial to the <laughs> to decadent <laughs> in like the Mars area. It'd be like, you know, the, the ruins of Gundam Barbatos. And, you know, you can go see that plaque that was in the show. But then I thought, that's a little depressing. Kids wouldn't want to go see that. So, You know what? I think something like that could work. Like, okay, there's going to be obviously restaurants and stuff, right? I think maybe like a lot of theme parks, well, maybe there'll be alcohol served. I think a lot of fighter pilots, uh, bars did this, right? Where they have like the the poster and like the shot glass that's filled up for the pilot that didn't come back, right? Oh, yeah, maybe. So maybe you could do something like that for pilots we've lost. <laughs> oh, man. So sad. <laughs> but it is a bit of a downer. But you know what? <laughs> if it's in the bar, the kids aren't going to look at it. And the adults won't be, you know, taken down too much by it, I hope. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could put a picture up of Amaron that says uh, missing in action or something. Yeah. I don't know. Have you seen yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. But then again, there's some conflict there, right? Like, who are we actually going to have walking around the park? Like, right. We can't yeah. 
yeah, we we can't have Amro doing that, and then also he's listed as missing in action or yeah, something that's true. like that, right? We can't have Mik- uh, Mikazuki. Yeah, <laughs> and then you can meet him <laughs> over by the SD gun. Or something. Well, you, you can have Mikazuki, but he has to be tethered to the <laughs> to yeah. the Barbados. Can't he can't use the left side of his body? <laughs> oh, so sad. <laughs> well, I hope I hope you all enjoyed our trip to Gundam Land. Any last thoughts, Isaac? Yeah, comment below what you would want at a Gundam theme park if you had absolute control and unlimited budget. What are your rides? What are your attractions? What are your parades, your live shows? What merch would you sell? Tell us. Tell us. So please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can leave us a comment on YouTube or on Twitter at Colony Dropcast. Till next time. See ya. Take care. Gundam Land sounds great. I want to go. <laughs> One day. Well, Brian, be like, close your, like 85 and they'll finally open a Gundam Land and we'll be like too old to ride any of this shit. You're like, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down to the, <laughs> put, on the Zaku coaster. Put me on the Zaku. God damn it. <laughs>